0: Welcome to another episode of The Wholehearted Healer. I'm your host, Dr. Eveen Banish, and I'm really excited today to speak with Janet Farnsworth. Um, Janet is someone who I became aware of through a mutual friend and um, on social media, and she really just lit that space up in terms of her energy. She she has a master's of social work, and she's a body confidence coach. I think that that's probably... um, simplifying all that she does she's the um, author of two books most recently your body is your superpower and over the past 30 years she has helped hundreds of women heal body trauma ranging from eating disorders to body dysmorphia to addiction to sexual trauma and she seems to do it with a great sense of joy so janet welcome
1: thank you how nice it's always fun to hear about yourself you think oh that sounds (laughs) cool i like that Thank you. It's really lovely to be here. I love I love everything that you do on this podcast. So thank you for inviting me.
0: Thank you, Janet. And um, I guess to begin, I always love to p- hear people's backstory, not to um, dwell on it, but you have such a beautiful focused work in the world. Um, mm-hmm. And yet my sense is, is that it's a culmination of so many journeys and experiences. And so when I ask you to tell us a little bit about your story. I know you'll be distilling it, but I wonder if you could just share, you know, how you you came to this work.
1: You know, I'd like to say that it was some brilliant download from the cosmos. And I think the reality is that we teach what we've had to learn. And yes, after 30 years, I'm still learning and I'm still figuring it out. But the one thing that seems to be the most consistent thread is having had a personal experience as a very young child of being attacked and feeling unsafe in my body, and pretty much leaving it, mm-hmm. and having a very distorted relationship with it for decades. I could go down an eating disorder path. I could go down um, a um, a dis oh a dissociation path. I could go down the trauma response, and there I've had them all. And the the one consistent thing has been not loving, not connecting to, not even really knowing I had a body often, and a very confused understanding of what my body was and learning from the world around me that my body was what it looked like and that it never looked good enough. And that I had to be doing things to it to make it better over and over and in different ways. Um, so that's that's the most personal story that relates to what I do now. Um, Yeah. I mean, I could go down any one of those.
0: Well, I think I love, you know, I'm a physician and um, recently I just did a presentation to female physicians. I think a lot of female physicians, a lot of um, professional women, maybe just women in general, that idea of for me for years, I ignored my body. Like my body was something to carry my head around. I didn't treat my body well. You know, in medical training, you're not sleeping, you're eating terribly, you're over caffeinating your body and you expect it to just keep up. And it's only when it is talking back or in pain that I really stop to say, oh, what's going
1: on? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. Exactly. And that's, I mean, ultimately skipping to the end of the story, what, um, what I finally had to discover on my own, which is that my body was actually my, the, 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 smartest, uh, guidance I had into my own wellness. And it took, it took not being in it and attacking it and hating it to actually get that understanding. Um, so yes, yes. I think that most of us don't really connect to our bodies and at least have some sense of, um, some sense of separation from actually being in it and feeling it and paying attention to it. I mean, we do that all the time. Like we do it driving down the highway when, you know, we are thinking about something else, we miss our exit. So there's a, there's, there's a, there's a very constant way that we're not, mm, we get, we get taught when we're little, go to the bathroom at this time, eat at this time, Put out your hand and say, how do you do to Uncle Larry? Uh, Smile for the camera. I mean, we're told over and over in so many ways, some macroaggressions like an attack or an assault or the constant microaggressions of being socialized, which one can argue is necessary, but it's like we have to then undo it and reconnect to actually all this information that's happening all the time. Like I'm tired. Oh, it means I want to sleep (laughs) or I'm... I think that's actually exquisitely ironic and kind of perfect and a whole nother conversation that medical school actually requires physicians to go through that people who are actually meant to be creating wholeness in the body. I mean, it's gotta be a reflection of something pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. We can do that conversation, but I'll, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What
0: I wonder though, it's interesting in my work with other people and in my own unlearning or healing in myself yeah, I know that embodiment is helpful for me. I'm also a very empathic person, and so I think those mm-hmm. who feel deeply um, yeah. sometimes
1: uh, mm. don't
0: know how to be in their body because they're feeling so much. So I love,
1: th- I love this. I love this point <laughs> because <clears throat> your body actually has a, a membrane and a boundary. It quite literally, physically, does right? This is your skin. It's an organ. It's, it's intelligent. It has senses. It has responses. It has constant interaction with what's going on inside. Right. You know, so, okay. So, and it's also, uh, uh, diffuse. There's also, it's porous, right? Yep. And, <clears throat> oh, wow. There's so many different ways that I want to, let's see the, the, the end of the end of what I want to say is, um, When you are not fully aware of the boundaries of your own being, your own body, the thing that actually ends both energetically, the past, you know, they say in Kundalini, you've got like some, I think it's like 17 feet of energy around you or some enormous amount. I'm forgetting the number. But unless you feel the boundary of yourself and the actual full experience of yourself, you're then connecting to this cosmos and to the ethers and so there's this perfect irony that the more you feel and connect to yourself your own body your own experience of yourself the less you feel other people and it's 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 kind of counterintuitive but i don't know you know i don't hello listener i'm going to say something a little weird so hold on (laughs) I actually have had the experience of talking with people and communicating with people who have crossed over. I have no attachment to whether or not that makes sense or if it's just my imagination. But I've had enough experiences of random strangers, family coming through. Me. And the way that it began for me was being very clear. I was doing a ceremony with um, uh, a colleague who is um, uh, Cherokee shaman. And we were invoking the ancestors. And I started to have these sensations and this awareness of something is not here. What's going on? But here's the thing. I had been doing this somatic practice of connecting with my own body and my own experience. So I kept relentlessly coming back to what that was, including... Oh, I'm kind of excited. This is sexy. To, oh my God, this is terrifying, go away. To this is weird, this is ridiculous, but completely self-referencing my own experience. And while I was doing that, I was able then to discern what wasn't. That's when I had the, oh, hello, ancestors. And, and they they came, they came fast, like some radio frequency was turned on, but I only got it because I was so plugged in to what was happening. And I'm gesturing for those of us who are listening. I'm gesturing to my own body, to this body, to this being. Um, So yes, I mean, the whole conversation of being an empath to me is, is profoundly meaningful and important and
0: I, I, I love your response because um, so often it's, you know, the advice is um, kind of strengthen the boundaries, but at the same time, you're not really ever focusing on yourself. You're so aware of the boundary. Um, and I guess one thing I would want to say is it's interesting to me how, be it embodiment or boundaries, these things that we seem to know well maybe have forgotten intuitively are so important to being human
1: we mm.
0: buck and fight like we're toddlers like so many people i i know who say we're dissociated or are not not super in their body or aware of their physical being seem to view it as a hassle or Something they don't want to do, even though we kind of, it's like eating healthy and getting enough sleep. We know it's good for us. And yet sometimes we just
1: don't do it. And I wonder why that is. Oh. <clears throat> I have when you spoke about the different, the different avenues, the different threads that have brought me here. One of them was decades of being a traditional psychotherapist and sitting across from people and talking about, I mean, pretty, pretty major and serious um, experiences that they were having. Including um, trauma and a pretty clear reason about not wanting to be in the body, or having, you know, or being taken care of themselves. There, you know, we're too flooded with I'm panicked, or I'm in a, I'm in a state of high arousal, panic or fear, or I'm dealing with a husband who is yelling at me, or my kids are running away, or um, I'm 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 feeling I'm, I'm I'm shooting up with heroin. I mean, you know, things like eating yeah. I'm sleeping. They're just not a priority, right? And, and then even when we get to know legitimately, right? Yeah. Like they're not a priority because you got some other big stuff going on. <clears throat> oh, there's so many different thoughts in my head here. <laughs> um, there is a vast symphony of information in your body at any moment. I would propose, now we're going to get a little esoteric, that your body is actually your gateway. It's the voice of your soul. It's the voice of your true self. I love that. And so it is at every moment flooding you with profound information from the universe, the cosmos. If you believe that we're all connected and there's such a thing as love or God or self or soul or whatever that thing is, it's talking to you because you're it, it's in you, right? But there's no ticker tape. And alas, there's no text message that we get to make with the universe telling us, this is your truth, this is what you need to take care of. But the body, and when we're actually connecting to it, which is what I'm waving the banner for, is actually like taking time to get to know and feel the experience of your body, not attack how it looks, but actually feel what your experience is. You're given and flooded information about what wants wholeness because wholeness wants wholeness, love wants love. Right. And so something like pain in your body, which is like when you were saying, finally, when it's painful, that's like the loudest volume your body's got. Right. right? But that, I mean, you're as a functional medicine, you know, doctor, you know, I mean, there's like, you're operating, there's so many layers of this, of a single moment. Right. And so if I can pause and actually start to connect with what I'm feeling, what is the experience of my body? Favorite word is feeling. We do it physically, we do it emotionally, we do it energetically. We like feel, like woof. And so in this moment, let's say, as I'm talking to you right here, I can be aware I'm a little excited, my heart rate's a little bit up, I'm a little warm, the windows are shut. Um, I'm also multitasking my brain. Cause as you know, I've got to go move later, which makes me think about my kids weirdly, which actually then reminds me of my father. And so like in this moment, there's all of this incredible network of information, right. Including how I feel emotionally. So if I pause and I recognize in this moment, I'm going to get to where the point. I'm coming around to what, how this <laughs> to your original point. If I get to, I can feel right now. I'm also really tired, and I'm really anxious about my move. That's also happening. That's actually the experience of what's happening in me. Now I've got information about what I need. Oh, I need to reorient. I'm enjoying the conversation with you. Recognize that probably when I get off, I need to pause. The thing, the the the, the, the need that we have, the discomforts that we have, are, are are little missives from your soul saying, "This is what we need for wholeness." Right. And so that to me is the focus. That's why there's nothing punitive about a body confidence coaching or somatic therapy. It's actually a profoundly loving practice. It says, whatever you're feeling like that part of you, that's feeling I'm way too busy. I can't take care of eating the right food. I don't, I, I, I don't want to go to the gym. If you really hang out long enough and pay attention to all the multiple facets of what's happening in that moment, you've got like your gateway to God. It's like, okay, I don't want to go to the gym because I'm really tired. Oh, you're really tired? Well, what's making you tired? Do you need to take care of that? Or I don't want to eat well because I really just want to comfort myself. Oh, okay, how do you you need to comfort yourself? I mean, so yeah. So this thing of like being mad at ourselves or saying that we're not eating well and when we know we should, it's like, uh ah, nah, whatever. Like just how you're doing right now. That's everything. And your body is telling you, okay, I think I'll get off my, I'll get off this. I'll get off my altar.
0: No, (laughs) I love it. It My little sermon mount. (laughs) So wonderful and rich to Uh, see in the moment. And that's happening for all of us times a thousand. You know, if we could, you could sit there probably for an hour and, and go down the rabbit hole of all the different things you're feeling and the memories it's evoking. And
1: yeah. So interesting. Aren't we fascinating? You really are. I I, I remember, I don't know, decades ago, whatever it was, years ago, yesterday, when I realized this is the practice, I thought, how can I ever be bored again? I will never be bored. There's, wow, the whole cosmos is in here. Like, Mm -hmm. that's like, oh my goodness, including my ancestors. And we know that from epigenetics and like, wow, oh my goodness. So, yes. So beautiful.
0: (laughs) I wonder if you can speak to the woman listening who um, is... Right. Sharing a lot of shame about her body, or mm-hmm. um, you know, either uh yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I think
1: yeah. um, I would love so many,
0: so many women are.
1: I think almost all of us are. There are yeah. so many studies that show my favorite statistic: 97% of women would change something about their bodies if they could. That's almost every single one of us. Mm-hmm. And kind of like to joke, the only the three percent have worked with me. <laughs> but, um, like tagline, you need, you need to put that on your website. <laughs> okay, um, we almost all, if I were to ask you right now, what would you change about your body? There's something that comes up. Oh, yeah. Even something like, well, I'd make my nose smaller, I'd be taller, I'd whatever, right? I'd have smaller bones, whatever. There. Not, this is a, an amalgam of many different research studies. But let's see if I can remember this particular one that's just what changed something about our bodies. 67% of us actively hates, hate the way our bodies look, Mm. actually have something that we hate about the way we look. I still, I'm a freaking body confidence coach. And I have to talk myself off the ledge when I walk by and I see the cellulite on my behind. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So we are all having some experience of shame, I think. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, layer in if we've actually had violation or attack or something that has really imbued us with a deep sense of fear and disconnection and distrust of our bodies. So, we're all, we've all got something going on. And the first thing, that's the first thing I want to say is you are so not alone. You are so not alone. Almost every single one of us is having some experience of discomfort about how we look. So, the thing that I, start with is a perception shift of understanding that your body is not what it looks like. Your body is not an appearance. That is something that we are taught and learn. And that's actually scientifically supported in that, as you know, in med- as a physician, up to, up to 90% of the information your brain is processing right now is, is, is cued visually. So your brain is enormously committed to visual information. That makes sense as a species, right? When we saw the tiger, we lived longer than we waited to respond until we could smell it. Okay, so we're hardwired to be seeing and responding. It's also hugely helpful as a way to understand how to soothe the nervous system. I mean, our eyes are super, super crazy important what we see, right? Now couple that awareness with what we understand about the psychology of perception and self-identity. You're not born thinking you're funny. You're not born thinking you're smart. You learn those things in comparison to other people. So you have this sense of, oh, I'm funny because I make people laugh or I'm smart because I scored well in the test compared to other people, or I'm pretty or ugly compared to other people. So you combine these hardwiring um, aspects of our humanity, and we are caught in thinking that our bodies are what they look like. But this is a total misconception, it's an illusion. Your body, w- w- what does that even mean? Your body is a three-dimensional living, breathing experience that's happening at this very second. Whoever is listening, you, me, sitting here right now, all we have to do is just take our attention and we're going to feel something. We feel a heartbeat. You notice breath, temperature, body weight. You're having an experience of your body every moment, every freaking moment. And so I think that we are at, A dawn of a new consciousness. I mean, we're we're either gonna wake up or we we go and bye bye. We got some serious stuff going on, right? Yep. And this this perception shift of understanding and getting out of the old model and the old paradigm of that um, that we look like our our value our self definition comes from what we look like and how we compare. It's time to evolve out of that. It's time to actually have the new perception shift and. That's what I say to the woman who's got shame. It's like, what does that even mean, sister? What does it even mean to have shame? Pause and actually start to deconstruct where the shame comes from. And because so many of us have trauma in our backgrounds, respect and honor that experience because that was the experience you had with your body. It was the experience where your body was violated, crossed over, attacked and something gets distorted and warped in terms of then separating from it, it hurts too much to be in our bodies. So we leave them. I didn't even think I, I didn't know I had a body until I was 40. I was assaulted when I was pre-verbal. I didn't even know I really had one until I started dancing actually at 40. And my kids were old enough in school. I was like, Oh my God, I've got a body, you know? And so there are reasons that you're disconnected, and that maybe there's that experience of, of horror or, or fear of the body or shame. You have to make sense out of what happened as you know, or maybe as an, as an adult. It has to make sense so we can go on. So the thing that we do is we say, Well, it must be something wrong with me.
0: Mm-hmm. When we learn about
1: the things that are wrong, we have all the what we described of the we're told that our bodies are what they look like over and over and over and over again because we're still caught in that distorted thinking, you know?
0: And is it your experience with your own journey and with working with so many women that we can get to the state, like that, that the natural state of our body is Mm. joy or bliss or pleasure, things that get kind of buried. (laughs) That's another favorite topic.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yes, is actually right now what I'm really doing is I'm specializing in helping women be comfortable with their bodies so they can be comfortable in intimacy. And yeah, do I think your body's natural state is not only a sense of homeostasis, your body is craving homeostasis right now. It's sending you so many fricking informa- little informational pieces. And if you're lucky, you go to a functional doctor who helps interpret some of them. Um, it's also it is guiding you at every second how to feel good. If your body wants to feel good, girlfriend, and and the, you know there's there's a little refinement because it doesn't always mean that mm, it's going to feel good in the way that we understand or we ex- expect. But it wants its, it wants its wellness. Your body wants to be well, and so. Hmm. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, cause I'm actually working on my third book right now and something that I've, I, I think that before I go into what I was going to say, I will just say this. Yes. I think that your body knows pleasure and to understand how to feel it, you got to connect to your body, which for many of us, that's a big ask. It's a big ask. I mean, to actually, Allow in in lovemaking or in sexuality the full range of paying attention to what we actually feel. I think is something that most of us don't have the opportunity or feel safe enough or expansive enough to connect with. We're worried about. I like to call them artfully draped sheets. I always <laughs> artfully draped my sheet over my stretchy stomach, and I mean really even after I was doing somatic therapy, I was like, well, just not that spot, you <laughs> know, like that's yeah. not there, you know, or cause right. And so if we're, we're so worried about how we look or what we sound like, or what he's thinking or she's feeling or thinking, we, we we've, we, we've started to leave the experience of ourselves, you know, I mean, and so it's hard, it's freaking hard to like not perform in some measure, right. 97% of us don't like the way we look. Okay, well, so how does that translate to what the most intimate place that you experience yourself in bed or on the kitchen counter, if you're lucky? I don't know what, <laughs> right, so.
0: And so how do we get from there to here? Like you you, you talked about finding dancing when you were 40 and that yeah. being your one of your vehicles to remind you that you had a body. Someone listening who yeah. maybe, you know, maybe the jump to in bed is like too much. So how do we start?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, work with me.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> how can, how can, so besides um, your books, do you have, do you work with people individually or do you have groups?
1: I have groups. I have a, yeah, I have a, I have a program. Um, but I want to answer your question for the woman. Cause I let less it sounds like a sales pitch, cause it's to me, I want everybody to have access to this, not just the, you know, the lucky ones that I get to work. I mean, meaning that I'm lucky to work with them. Um, how do you get from there to there? I, the, the most specific thing that I tell a woman is, is body scans. There's a thousand of them on meditation apps. I have one on insight timer. It's free. You could just listen to a body positive body scan. Okay. And you're starting the, the, the connection with your own, your own body, just that. And that if you've got a good body scan, you're doing without judgment which is the first step to unhooking from that distorted perception, like simply learning how to be in presence with the experience of yourself is like that, that, that to me is the mountain to climb. And it's a practice. I mean, I doing it, I was doing it this morning in the shower. I was like panicked about moving. I'm like, "Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. I'm panicked. Okay. And I'm, and so Anyway, I'm just going to tell you about all my body things. We don't have to get into that for today, but um, it's a practice. It's, it's it's, it is it's to me a constant practice, but that's how you begin and you stay with that. And everything starts to change. You got to do it, but you have to do it without judgment. And then to be interested in what information is coming up. You know, as a therapist, and then as this medium or channel or whatever you want to call it, um, your imagination is a powerful tool. It's an incredibly powerful tool. There's a tantric master whose name I've been trying to learn for years because I heard it once like eight years ago. There was like 16 syllables in it and I can't remember. So wherever you are, my apologies, I'm appropriating your your teaching, (laughs) which is that a human's experience of imagination is the same experience of the creator's uh, experience of the cosmos. Like what you can imagine is exactly what the creator does with the 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 infinite infinite reality, right? So once you're starting to connect with how you feel, allow your imagination just to start to open you up to what it's starting to tell you. Like, oh, I'm feeling like a little bit of a uh I'm imagining the sensation in my shoulder right at this moment. And then I I'm, I'm really imagine there's a little bit of a I kind of see like a rock there. There's a little bit of a gray rock. And I just, you just keep staying interested. You keep coming back to, oh, what does that remind you of? Oh, it she reminds me of Maui, and I could go into my own personal story right now, like the move and everything. But and so you just allow yourself to be present and interested, and allow yourself to unfold what's pre- what wants to be taken care of, what wants to be healed, what wants to bring you back to homeostasis and happiness. You know, like this this rock in my shoulder, I can feel. And thank you, by the way, because I I didn't realize this. But when we first sat down, I'm like, oh, I'm grieving leaving Maui for a little bit. Like that's what that is. Because I'm seeing Haleakala. There's a mountain here. I'm seeing the lava rocks that I love. I was like, oh, I think I'm grieving that I. By the way, because I'm so imbued in this practice, and I'd be like, okay, I'm good. I gotta go. I gotta go meditate. (laughs) Excuse me while I go pay attention to this rock in my shoulder but, but that's, but that's it though. Right. And then you're living your best life.
0: And what I find in, in, when I pay attention to my body is that sometimes people may feel like, well, if I go there, like, what if I open a box and I don't know what to do, but it seems anyway, that when we put our attention and awareness on something that wants to be
1: known, Mm. it crests and falls like a wave. Thank you. Well, you know, the two responses. One is, and thank you for saying it, because it's the other important thing. Before you start to climb the mountain of self presence or self, you know, presence, is total sovereignty—that you're completely in charge of yourself, which is both a privilege and a responsibility. Kind of sucks, but it's also you get to be in charge of everything, and you you decide how much you're connecting and what measure. You're the prescribing physician of your own experience. Your body is giving you the medicine. You, your, your wholeness, gets to decide how much and what to take, right? In terms of this concept. And um, so that's the first most important thing. And the other thing is, this is one of my favorite facts. I love this. There's a neuroscientist, of course, name now I'm also forgetting. I'm sorry. It's a hyphenated name, Carol. Oh, I can't remember. Maybe you know. But she did some research not long ago about the the actual neurological experience of, the, um, of a feeling. Guess how long an, guess how long a feeling lasts in you. I think
0: I know the answer. So you go and say it. Okay,
1: Ninety seconds. Yep. What? Ninety seconds. Oh my God! It's the mind that keeps us in it over and over again. And. This is, and now we get a little bit more into the esoteric, my or my beliefs about the body, that your body, your humanity is designed to get you back to God. And your body is constantly sending information, what you feel, to guide you how to get back, right? So if you are feeling anger, There's a difference between being angry and feeling angry. Being angry is throwing the chair. Mm -hmm. I can feel enraged and just sit right here with you, with my eyes closed and completely quiet in, in my physical reality. But I am feeling rage. When I actually learn how to feel, which is also once you've paid attention, this is another process to get to the mountain and to get over once you've learned the art of feeling and really how to do it, not be it, not identify it with it, not marinate in it. What you discover is that feelings are dynamic and your body, your body is saying, girlfriend, you got 90 seconds. We're we're good. We got your, your, your brilliant physiology. It's like your body, your extraordinary body says, okay, yeah, we got it. We're good. We got, we, wow, that was a big burst of rage. Now, the mind, the experiences, the heart might be like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Okay. Sit here and like rage, let it rage or equally grieve. Remember you're in charge. You get to walk away when you want to. You don't have to do anything that's not comfortable, but can you find some space to allow the feeling to be felt because feelings on their own move. We, we keep them. We hide them, right? We, can, we, we we shelled them, we're afraid of them. But there's no feeling that's bad. That's a total concept. What does that even mean? It's weather. So I really
0: love what you said just a few minutes ago, because I find it so comforting, this idea that in all moments, that nothing is by accident, right? That our body has this innate wisdom and Mm -hmm. it's, is bringing us home. Yes. And I think, especially, um, in the world right now, when so much is, seems Mm -hmm. to be falling apart and falling away, and there's so much uncertainty and unknowing about lots of things or grief about things that, um, Mm -hmm. that maybe being in the body and being present is enough.
1: Oh, afinai mean, this to me is like the the question for the times is what do we do when there's so much chaos and so much suffering and so much real crisis on the planet, and and as a species, you know, and it, I think it, you know, for me it depends on what you believe about the order of the universe and is there a god or isn't there a god or is there is there purpose in what we're doing? I've come to the place of believing that we are all one that, the that, love is the one truth mm-hmm. and that there's some sense in what's happening. I don't see it. I don't like it. I'm scared. But I think that one of the things that we're needing to discover as a species right now is that no one gets to be right. We only get to be ourselves. And if we put the attention on, just as you say, the experience of ourselves and really refine this divine connection to love, to the cosmos, to God, which is what you are, and really keep doing that. I think something drops away of our separation because then we're actually discovering, oh, I'm God. Oh, wait a second. You're God too. You know, Oh, whoa. whoa. But we really know it because we feel it. We've, I mean, my my favorite thing is what you know is what you feel, which makes my my son crazy. He's like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, that's the only thing I get to know. And you know what? It's the only thing that you get to know is what your experience is. And so, yeah, I think, I mean, it's. Well, and if we're
0: lucky, like I've had moments of mystical ecstasy where it's more Felt and more real than anything else I've experienced. Just about, and so when mm-hmm. we feel, when we have those moments, and it was very embodied. You know, that was the interesting thing. It's I can still call up the areas in my body where I felt things, and so, yeah. so there there are gifts waiting
1: for us. I I believe so. I please, <laughs> but I I, I do. yes yes there are, and I think that. You know, it reminds me of when I first started doing this work and I um, and I started to connect to myself. That's, I mean, really simply put, I was just connecting to myself and I was giving myself 30 or 40 minutes a day to do that, which is a lot of time, you know, even 10 minutes is a heck of a lot of time. And I, I discovered that first being bored and frustrated and being resistant, which I completely was. I then realized that I was, I craved it. I craved it because I felt better. And I mean, this is the kind of thing. See, here you go. You, you know this because you felt it. I know it because I felt it. Your listener might be like, this is a lot of BS. I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous, Right. But I'm like, try it. Cause it's the only thing you're ever going to know is what you actually feel. So <laughs> what up Like, that's it. Right. Don't believe me. I'm I'm just telling you what I've discovered, right? I mean, and which has been a great lesson for me too. So i like, I don't know the answers. I wish I did. I used to pretend I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was really good at pretending I knew the answers. It's like, sorry to all of my former clients. It's like I used to be a children's and family therapist and then I became a parent. I thought I should just call up my clients and say, here's your money back. I was making it up. I didn't know doo-doo. <laughs> you know? So but the, right, we just we just only know what we experience. So let's give it a try see what happens when you give yourself space to compassionately connect and listen and honor the experience of your body and where it brings you. It's like, oh. and, 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 you know, if we're disconnected and we're not liking it, what where it may bring us is to what wants to be healed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it might, it might bring us to the pain that we're feeling that because we're not feeling it, it's stuck. And then it comes out in things like as I'm looking at my kitchen counter that's filled with junk. Then it comes out into compulsive eating. Or, you know, it comes out in um having sex with strangers or whatever, whatever. I mean, which is fine, whatever. But you know, the things that don't resonate with how we want to feel in our own experiences. Um yeah. Yeah.
0: And I guess to honor, you know, for you it was dancing. For other people, like I'm in Colorado, it might be getting out into the mountains or swimming in the ocean, like that that the things we love are not random. And so pay attention to them. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's, thank you because I don't don't know how much time we have, but that to me is going back to the pleasure principle. Um, Now, of course I got so excited. I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say that part of the experience of 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 being able, part of the the gift of having the experience of our own bodies and discovering the things that want to be healed or that are painful, we also get to discover tolerating experience of what is joyful. Because for most of us, tolerating joy and happiness is a muscle that we're working on, right? And like allowing ourselves to feel good, like really feel good. Like, yeah, that good? A lot of us don't, I mean, I know, I know I was like, no, I don't think so. Not really. Or to feel good about ourselves. Maybe not so much. Right. And, um, you know, and so thank you. Yes. I mean, my personal practice is dance and yoga, but one of my favorite, one of the, I just adore this woman. I got to work with her and, um, she, it was, it was horseback riding like that for her. It was like, she just, she just opened up and was connected to love ecstasy, you know, and af- and this was a woman who had a narcissistic—I mean, a genuinely narcissistic—mother, an abusive family, and um, had had managed to get married and have some great kids, but was completely disconnected from herself. Was living a life that would made her miserable and um, so unhappy, and just started this practice of starting to put the focus back on her and the experience of herself. And then it was because of that, that muscle of tolerating and paying attention and showing up for like what she felt, she was open to, oh, my God, I feel alive when I'm writing. And I mean, which was particularly exquisite, she had grown up around horses and had cut it off. She's like, yeah, that's what my, you know, I don't, I don't do that. She's like, oh, my God, I love it. So yeah, so whatever it is in my in my work in the program that i teach it's it is it needs to be something embodied it can be gardening it mm-hmm. can be walking but like the engagement of soma which is what i call your soul body which is the experience of what you feel in both regards you got to be engaging that right to to, to 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 take you to take you home <laughs> it's like take you home find the thing that makes you feel good you know? yeah yeah
0: I love it, Janet. Well, I know that people listen, you're, you're just infectious in it. I think that I know you've helped so many, I sense you're, you're here to help so many more. Um, Your first book was love your body, the guide to stop making your body a battleground. You have your new book is your body is your superpower. Um, I will link your website. I hope that those listening who resonated, find your, um, find your um, offering so that they can, um, they can join you. And I just want to say thank you so much for your time Oh, and for the so work so- that you're doing in the world. It's wonderful.
1: Oh, my goodness. And such a joy. I just love speaking with you. Thank you so much for letting me talk about this. And, and, and um, if, if your listener would like a free ebook, just email me at Janet Farnsworth at Yahoo, and I will send you my books because I got a third one coming. That one we can <laughs> talk <about. laughs> which is The Little Book of Big Feelings, by Ooh, the way. Good. It's- like let's, let's, <laughs> do yeah.
0: Janet, thank you so much. Good luck with your move. May it be-
1: <gasps> thank you very much. Good luck with everything. Good luck to us all for yes, everything. Absolutely. Thank you so much for letting me be here. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>